Welcome back to the IM Symposium. And our next guest is one of my favorite people in the world because uh, Cindy Lindsay Rael, and she's got all PhDs and all a bunch of things after her name, but is truly one of the most gifted healers that I've ever encountered. And one day, many, many years ago, I was sitting there crying my little eyeballs out in Colorado <laughs> and <laughs> writing books that no one would ever publish or want to read. <laughs> And that's when we learned that, you know, there was this other personality that could come out sometimes and really lambaste the world. But Cindy um, took it all in stride. And one day she said, I think you should come meet my Swami and he can heal your broken heart. And that's when our relationship took a different turn because we had had the shaman, shaman uh, pass together in Peru. Mm -hmm. And she went one way and I went both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so welcome, Cindy, and, and um, she's going to share with you some, some things about how to negotiate uh, tumultuous winds of change, and you know, sometimes these winds can come over the wall unexpectedly, not in your plan, and still as a spiritual teacher, leader, um, healer, uh, you, you, have to, you have to walk with integrity, and, and I watched Cindy do this. Well, I'm always having fun talking to you, personal, <laughs> Renee, and I love doing your I Am Symposium talks and so on. And, uh, but it has been a tough one for me lately. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a healer. I, that's what I've done full time for 20 years and studied it for 20 or years before that. But, uh, you know, this last nine, you know, like eight months ago, I got a breast cancer diagnosis. And it totally threw me. You know, um, first of all, I knew the divine was with me. The way I knew I had breast cancer is because I was asleep one night and a voice said to me, check your left breast. And I immediately woke up from that. And I just laid my hand on my breast and there was a huge lump there. And, you know, if the divine wakes you up in the middle of the night <laughs> to tell you to check your breast, you're not going to say, oh, hmm, a lump, I guess it's nothing, you know. Um, so that started the whole thing. And in, indeed, it was cancer and ca a large enough cancer that I had to spend time shrinking it and all this other kind of stuff. So it completely turned my life on end. I normally spend six days a week talking to other people, helping them, doing healing. And here it was, I had to just sort of take time out and heal myself. Uh, and that, I think, is, as a healer, that's one of the biggest challenges there is because we're so used to putting it out into the world. We're so used to taking care on everybody else. We're so used to being nurturing to them. And we don't really create the space and time in our lives to receive the nurturing back. It's not our like MO, you know, like we don't see it as that's the way to do things. But this forced me to do it. And I think before anybody gets forced to do it, they should go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> they should create that space. And so I think my message today around all of this is to absolutely love yourself 
love yourself enough to do stealth breast exam. I didn't. I was do 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 do, you know, paying no attention. Love yourself to take the time and space to give yourself what you need. Love yourself enough to take the time in your life to find what is nurturing for you and engage it. Schedule it in if you have to. Because that love for yourself, it's, it's really growing in me now in a way that I didn't think I needed. You know, we've all done this work for years and years and years, and we think we've worked all our old issues, and we've forgiven our mother and father, and, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, we've gone through all that, and we think, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, my life's pretty sweet. And then a piece of karma, you know, shows up somewhere in the body, and you're like, what? Why? Why is that there? And then it's time to really dive in and find out why. And for me, it was the left breast. So that's about receiving nurturing. Hello. You know, you got to pay attention to these things and really see it. And then once you love yourself, then just my next thing was to figure out how to be love with what had come. How do I love the breast cancer? How do I know for sure that the divine brought me this to increase my soul energy. Because everything we have in our lives, the divine is bringing us to increase our soul energy. There isn't another reason for anything happening to anyone. It's all karma. You know, if a healer tells you, well, it's your karma, well, uh, duh, that's 100% right because it's 100% true all the time. <laughs> it is our karma. And how do we get through that is we do it with being love staying love through it and finding the peace in it that our soul is really wanting how it's wanting to advance uh, you know i that old saying um when things get tough the tough get going but when you choose a spiritual life i think the saying ought to be when things get tough the loving keep loving mm. because that's what we're signing on for in a spiritual life that's what we're signing on for as healers we're signing on not for the easy path. We're signing on to face the tough things in us that are also in everybody else around there, in the people that will come to us. We're signing on to face that, make it through, and know how to make it through so that we can give that to others. So if you think, you know, for any, anybody out there, if you think for one moment by choosing the spiritual life, it's all going to be roses, it's not. But those thorns that come, they will change you to be the highest thing you couldn't even imagine. And I feel like that's what's happening for me. I've always seen this since the beginning of being awakened from my sleep to find it. I've always seen this as something the Divine Mother wants to give me. And I still don't know exactly what that is. I just know my part. My part is to look at that stuff about self-nurturing, to love myself, to keep being loved no matter how hard it gets. And I'm telling you, it gets hard. <laughs> keep being that love and keep trusting in my divine connection and walk it through. And I know when I do that, and I know when anybody else does that, if there's a guarantee, there's a guarantee that your soul will take a quantum leap to whatever the divine is trying to bring you. But, you know, easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs>
and I know the difficulties of that. And, and not that I've had a huge amount of physical suffering in my own thing. It's mostly been psychological, mental to get down to the real roots of why I was not receiving nurturing and the family line component of that and so on and so forth. And the, the ego component of me being the healer, always giving the nurturing and being the one who loves, you know, there's, ugh, there's so many things there. Thank goodness I had quite a long time to look at them because I was having to shrink a tumor in my breast. But um, to, be, to be in that space of suffering is, you know, it takes you down like nobody's business. And there are some people, oh my heavens, please help them, Divine Mother, that there are some people who are in physical pain, suffering illness for years and years and years on end. And, I, you know, even though I think I learned something about how to do it for myself and to help others, I still don't know how they do that. I still don't. And I think it's, it gets, even from my small amount of suffering, I can see how when you get into a suffering, whether that's emotional or physical, that it absolutely narrows your consciousness down to that pain. And you're all about that pain. And you have to find some way to open yourself back up again. I could even feel that my heart had closed down. The heart that I'm using to deal with everybody else in the world and is my, is my bread and butter here as a healer, it just was closing down to center only into that suffering. So it's that suffering place, it's, that's the hard place of remaining loving. It's the hard place of remaining connected to your divine sources because it just completely shuts everything else out. But I think for those people who are in it for years on end, God bless them, please. But I also think it's our job to do that for them, to be the love around them, to be the love with them, to help them to open their hearts, even if it's just for a second and they have to go back into that consciousness of pain or suffering. That suffering comes in every life. There's nobody who's going to get away from it. And it's for some people, like I said, it's emotional suffering. It's heartbreak. It's loss. For it's poverty. But for some people, it's going to be physical pain or illness or the fear of death. And it's so important, I think, for a healer to understand suffering, really understand suffering. And I'm, I'm grateful to have had my little bits of it here in this process because I get it, really get it, that it's, it shuts you down and it's very hard to get to that place of love and that place of connection to the divine. And we need help. You know, I went and got help um, during my treatment. I went to a spiritual center to work with the sacred herbs and to get, and I took Chinese medicine as well from a fabulous healer who's gave it all to me for free. She's a beautiful being. But, you know, I, I needed the help of that time and space in a spiritual place to just be with everything that was coming up. When you try and shrink a tumor, you're deconstructing something in you. You're trying to actually kill something in you. But what better time than that deconstruction cycle to release things, release everything that was sitting inside that tumor, release the energy that created cancer in me, release old patterns, release karmic patterns, but also release family line patterns. Some, of these, some illnesses are inherited. 
it makes sense. We, tra we, we give everything through those family lines, even our karmas. So you got to take it that deconstruction time as a time of woohoo, you know? <laughs> let it all go, baby, you know? If we're deconstructing here, let's, let's let it loose. And then think on the reconstruction, you know? If that's not who I am, who am I? Well, I'm still in the who am I, if that's not who I am phase. You know, I haven't gone through my surgery yet, which is another big deconstruction. It'll literally deconstruct a breast of my body. Um, but I welcome it because everything, everything in the universe runs on a birth, maintenance, destruction, death cycle. And if we don't honor that as healers, then we can't heal. Every healing requires a deconstruction. Every healing requires a death of something old and a reconstruction of something new. And if we can't know how to go through the deconstruction phase with the woohoo feeling, we can't heal. We can't heal ourselves and we can't heal others. So it's been an amazing process. It's a journey for which I'm very thankful. I'm a little tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone on a long time in my, you know, because I'm a very impatient person. That's one of my big flaws. But, but I'm so thankful for what it's taught me. I'm so grateful for every, even for the suffering, even for the pain. Because I don't think I would have gotten down that far into the deepest reaches of that karmic experience, of that family experience that led me into not receiving nurturing. I don't think I would have ever gotten that far down into it without this because my life was running pretty well, you know? And when our lives are running pretty well, we sort of forget to do our own personal work, you know? Because there doesn't seem to be much to do. So I'm grateful for it. Um, but there is one story I want to tell. Do we have time? Do I have time? You have plenty of time. Oh, okay. Because I'm just going blah, 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 blah. I'm like <laughs> sitting here like... <laughs> All I'm thinking to myself is, oh, like when she gets through to the other side of this, we're all going to have to go even deeper into our own stuff. <laughs> well, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's one way of loving yourself, you know, and love yourself during it too, because so many times when we go into our gunk, you know, we don't want to go there because it's ugly and it makes us feel bad about ourselves and, Maybe we don't, as healers, we don't want anybody to know we have all this gunk inside or, you know, who knows what, why some people don't want to go there. But going there is the treasure, you know? Mm -hmm. This is the treasure map leading mm -hmm. us to the place of our highest selves. But I, I also want to talk about decharge because that's one of the ways healers need to love themselves. It is the gift I'm going to give is a set of links to explanations about decharge and a list of decharge techniques. They're quick and easy ways to let go of negativity that you've encountered either in your day or as a healer. Um, every healer should decharge after every healing is my deep, deep belief. It's the understanding of my system that comes from Swami Kaleshwar that you were mentioning mm -hmm. earlier. But it is a, a true act of self-love. And it, it can save your life as a healer. It, it, and here's my story about that, is that um, a year and a half ago, a year and a half before my breast di diagnosis, my cancer diagnosis, 
I went to spend two months with a friend of mine who was passing over from metastasized breast cancer, gone to bone. And uh, it was a 24-7 job uh, for a couple of months. It was my great honor to attend her in that. Excuse me, I'm still getting a little teary about that. She was a huge divine soul. She still is a huge divine soul, just on the other side. And I would have never given up that for the world. That's one of the most meaningful experiences of my life was to see her through her passing away from the metastasis of breast cancer. And as much as I believe in and practice decharge on a daily basis in every other aspect of my life, while I was there, I didn't decharge. It was a big mistake on my part. Now, I'm not saying my friend gave me breast cancer. What I'm saying is that the negativity I know through the connection of loving hearts, we're receiving some of what the other person has and we're taking it for them. That's what we do as healers. And I've, I had my reasons. I had my excuses. We all do. I'm too tired. There's not enough time. I'm kind of with her all the time. Where am I going to decharge? La, la, la. You know, I had my excuses. But when the breast cancer diagnosis came, she came in a dream to me. And she told me, we should have decharged. Hmm. I can cry. cry. Yeah, let's cry. Everyone can cry. It's okay. Sometimes we have to cry. Mm-hmm. It's good for the and soul. I, and I had to think about that, you know, like, well, duh. You know, why didn't I? I preach this to everybody. I think it's the most important thing in the world. And there's no way in heck I think my friend gave me breast cancer. It's that by, by taking on that negativity, what was already a seed in me came to fruition sooner in my life than it might have. That's what happens when you don't decharge. It, the negativity that you receive propagates those seeds of things in you. And to have my dear friend even say it to me like, you know, come on. You should have done this. Um, it, really, it really woke me up in another way. I got a lot of awakenings in this process. Because I do decharge as a healer, but am I doing it enough? You know, I do decharge in everyday life, but am I doing it enough? And when, are I, when am I using my excuses? I'm too tired. You know, it was, you know, I work so hard today. I just need to have a glass of wine or whatever. <laughs> it's my go-to solution in that moment. Mm. Um, so I think every healer needs to hear this. Every loving heart out there needs to hear this. Because our loving hearts are what are connecting us to the other being. And when we're connected, we're sharing. That's just the nature of how hearts work. And you're sharing the good and you're sharing the bad. And we really need to release that bad, that negativity, that negative energy that is not serving us and not serving them either. And decharge is a magnificent way to do that. And it's a magnificent act of self-love. It says, I'm enough of a loving person to not only give freely to this other person, but to heal myself after doing so, to release from me anything that doesn't serve me. So that's why I'm giving the decharge things as a gift here to those who listen and those who join in on the I Am Symposium, because 
it is a gift to ourselves to decharge. And my friend taught me that and would love that I am telling other people mm. to do the same. Mm. How wonderful. You can um, just go to IamSymposium.com and when you put your name and email in there, uh, you get a page with all these healers gifts on there, you know, and these are freely given from the heart. So, um, and we, we, we share the links and stuff. It's, this is our, this is our gift to you um, because like Cindy says that there's lessons in, in all of, all of life. And, yeah. it, you know, especially the hard ones sometimes are the, the, even the greater ones. Now, Cindy is probably going to, she's going to have to be open into receiving here that what I'm going to say next, but um, we're pre-recording this because she'll be recovering from the next part of this diagnosis while this IM is going on. So I'm going to actually put a link where you could actually donate to her not working, her not giving, but her receiving and, uh, uh, you know, send it via PayPal and, and, you know, just especially us healers who, you know, have to learn how to receive. And so healer, heal thyself. And the link will be in the, the link will be right in the, below this video. So please give freely with your heart to somebody who's given with her heart, heart to heart. That's, oh, you're making me cry because that's your big heart to do that. And, you know, we choose these alternative lives as healers. We sometimes don't have health insurance. We don't make a lot of money. And um, it's hard to ask for that. Thank you. And no one brings us the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I had just they were bringing me chickens in trade, I could be eating, baby. <laughs> but she's a vegan, so don't bring her, don't send her a chicken, please. <laughs> no, don't send me a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I say that I say that with my open heartedness and, and absolutely totally respect you I just have one question for you that's just yeah. like a burning I know over the years you've worked with so so many people who uh, have been you know who've had the similar diagnosis and I love the way you reframe this she doesn't have cancer she has a diagnosis that has, you know, something attached to it, you know? So many people, like I see them get on that cancer shoot and, and they become cancer victims, cancer survivors. Yeah. And it's like a diagnosis of one aspect of what's going on in your greater soul. Although I'm sure when we're in our pity pots, we could, you know, think a little bit differently about this. And But has it changed the way that you work with other people? Well, I haven't been able to work. <laughs> <laughs> so More the reason to donate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I have had a few sessions with people who have been in deep need, and I felt like I could do that. And I haven't worked with anybody with cancer since because I feel like you know, it's just a little too close to what I've already got going on in my own body. We are made of the five elements when we mess around in the five elements of other people. Our five elements respond to that. So I haven't been doing that work. But I do think the way that it's changed me is um, that somehow the linkage, there, there's, a, there's an important linkage between the soul's nature and what it needs the, and how the body is encoding that and how the body encodes the karma. Mm. Because 
that linkage is so important. I work at, I'm, I consider myself a soul healer. I work at that soul level. It's working way upstream, you know, from the disease itself. It's working way back there. Um, and, but that link between how karmas engage into the body and how you can do all sorts of emotional and mental and spiritual work and still the body carries that energetic of that karma. It, that I've been really working at in myself and really starting to understand what does it take to not only you know, shift the soul's movement of that flow down the stream, but to help the body to be able to release that as well help the body to de deconstruct the encoded aspects from our childhood, from our DNA, from our um, family lines, because those are the slowest to change. You know, you can change spirit like that. A soul will change with the moment it becomes, it has a light, the moment it gets it, boom, soul will shift. But then it has to flow all this water, you know, down, down the stream, down the stream, down the stream to finally change the course of the stream. So I think I'm getting how to make that link a little stronger, a little quicker, a little deeper into that body encodement piece. Um, I've seen it in myself. It was part of the work I was trying to figure out because I was trying to shrink a tumor by doing basically spiritual work and sacred herbs. So my, the way I would do it with anybody else, right? But I want this physical thing to actually show me it's changing in that process and do it pretty quickly. I don't want to spend two years shrinking this thing. So I, I think I'm getting a handle on that. You know, it might take me a little longer to be able to speak about it more directly and precisely, but I think that's the piece that's shifting for me. Well, I, for one, will be interested to see the work that comes out from this. I mean, I know your work is soul deepening. One of the things that I, I was, when I was doing a wind walk last night, I was thinking, because I pre-recorded several of these, and I was thinking about how lucky I am that I get the back conversations of each of, each of these people. And, you know, you're, I, I just... I just honor and respect everybody who is part of this I am symposium and that's why they're here. That's why they're selected. And even greater that Cindy goes, well, I haven't been feeling great, but I love your symposium and I love the people who come to your, to your, to this. So I want to be in. And so I'm really deeply honored that you, you know, made this time for us today. Oh, I, it makes me happy. I hope it's helped somebody else. And if there's somebody's out there dealing with any kind of illness or any kind of suffering, really, my heart goes out to you. And I'm sending love and joy and healing in this moment to you, whoever you are. Because this is the tough stuff of life, but it is ultimately the best and the most important lessons you'll ever get. Hmm. Wind blessings, everyone, and stay with us. There's more more to come this afternoon so thank you cindy thank you